Hello, I'm Art Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to another episode of The 5-Minute Expert, where today we're talking about the Oregon and California trails back in the 19th century. Crossing the country via Conestoga Wagon was extremely tough, and the trails were fraught with all sorts of dangers. Conservative estimates say that for every mile of the 2,000-mile California Trail, there were at least 10 deaths. Major threats to pioneer life and limb came from accidents, exhaustion, and disease. Crossing rivers was probably the most dangerous thing pioneers did. Swollen rivers could tip over and drown both people and oxen. But some travelers met their end because of bandits, pirates, and thieves who worked the trail. Others met their end because of frontier justice. But before we venture off down the dusty trail, let's hear a word of revelation from this week's sponsor, Stumped.com. Ever tried tracing your family tree and come to a fork? You just can't seem to find the right path. That's where Stumped comes in. We'll help you complete that family tree by locating the missing branches. Got a grumpy old great-grandpa that you can't seem to genealogically find? Stumped will flush him out. Have a wayward great-great-grandma who you think was a dance hall girl in Dodge City? Let Stumped track her down. They are the bloodhounds of digital DNA. That's Stumped.com for all your generational genealogy needs. Prairie Pirates, or Banditi, were a group of loose-knit outlaw gangs during the early to mid-19th century that worked throughout the Midwest. By 1841, there was an escalating pattern of house burglary, horse and cattle theft, stagecoach and highway robbery, counterfeiting, and murder associated with the banditti operating in the Mississippi Valley. The majority of would-be pioneers headed west between 1841 and 1869. So it seems just as the traffic began to move westward, the prairie pirates ramped up their criminal activity. Some prairie pirates would wait by the side of the road as pioneers and immigrants came down the trail. These travelers would be robbed and their goods sold to the next group of pioneers that came along. Pioneers that resisted too much would be shot and left for dead. We think road rage started with the traffic jams of our major modern cities, but pioneer road rage was not uncommon. Of course, they were driving wagons instead of cars, but then, just as today, traffic jams caused tempers to flare and fists to fly. One particularly regularly bad wagon jam usually occurred in Casper, Wyoming at the Mormon Ferry Crossing. It was normal to have a line of wagons three to four miles long waiting to cross the North Platte River. And waiting often led to fatalities as people tried to get their wagons and animals across the river. Part of this was the difficulty in sorting out cattle ownership of these crossings. It also didn't help that the fare for using the ferry was relatively expensive. Prices were $5 per wagon or the equivalent of around $180 in today's money. These fares increased to $8 per wagon at times. So you've been on the road for a few months, probably lost some of your goods or even some family members. You show up at the ferry, which has a line 200 wagons long, waiting to cross the river. 
They can generally ferry about 50 wagons each day, and then you're told they want an exorbitant amount to take your wagon across the river. Yep, I can see some people getting bent out of shape. Well, on the prairie, along the trail, there were no civil laws, lawmen, or courts of law to protect those that crossed the plains. The military offered some protection near the forts, but did not have jurisdiction over civilian criminal matters. Imagine you're traveling a few thousand miles in a not-so-comfortable wagon with a diverse group of strangers, which most wagon trains were, with disputes over travel speed, hey, we're moving too fast, no, we're moving too slow, how a person treated their animals, the route you were taking, and the daily choices your wagon train leadership made would cause tensions that led to arguments, fights, and even murder. The better organized wagon trains drew up a written constitution, code, resolutions, or bylaws to which the immigrants would refer when disagreements threatened to get out of hand. These regulations for conduct would be established even before they left on the journey. Part of this process was to elect a council or governing body empowered to carry out their own justice. These regulations typically included rules for decision-making, voting, camping and marching, restrictions on gambling and drinking, defense, private property rules, failing to perform duties, security for the sick or bereaved, rules for infractions, and penalties for crimes. For minor crimes, the council would generally order only mediation. More violent crimes might include public whipping. Serious crimes such as murder, rape, and theft of horses were addressed more formally with the immigrants choosing and judging, forming a jury, and holding a trial to the standards they were familiar with. Punishment for these serious offenses included banishment from the wagon train, hanging, or a firing squad. In the pioneer journals, homicides spiked in frequency as the Continental Divide drew near. The accumulated frustrations of the trail after 800 miles frequently caused trail members to lash out. Several ramshackle saloons existed at busy pioneer stops like Devil's Gate and the old Green River Rendezvous country of Wyoming. With tensions already running high, alcohol made it worse. And there were many gunfights over women, horses, and just general competitiveness. A doctor traveling from Indiana to Oregon in 1852, the peak year of Western wagon travel, reported that on the Overland Trail there were not less than 50 murders, as well as a large number of executions. More than half the murders occurred after passionate arguments, many of them over women and money, while nearly a fourth of the killings resulted from violent robberies. Guns and knives were the killer's weapons of choice. Edwin Bryant, a Kentucky newspaper editor, whose popular 1848 book, What I Saw in California, describing his time on the trail made this statement, quote, If a man is predisposed to be quarrelsome, obstinate, or selfish from his natural constitution, these repulsive traits are certain to be developed in a journey over the plains. The trip is a sort of a magic mirror and exposes every man's qualities of heart connected with it, vicious or amiable." Unquote. 
While thieves, robbers, and pioneer road rage accounted for a large number of deaths, diseases caused the majority of deaths on the trail. Cholera, smallpox, flu, measles, mumps, tuberculosis, these could spread quickly through an entire wagon camp. Cholera could attack a perfectly healthy person after breakfast, and he would be in his grave by noon. Burials often were done right in the middle of the trail, where wagons could roll over and animals trample it down in order to erase the scent so wolves could not pick up the scent. So now you are an expert on the hardships and dangers faced by the westward pioneers, and we did it all in around five minutes. The next time you're making small talk with someone you want to impress, steer the conversation out west and show off a little. And tell one person about the podcast today. You'll be glad you did. <laughs>